Ready? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the cameras were oh, on. Sorry. Yes, they're, they're, I'm the sorry. The cameras were on, and I just stopped talking because I'm chewing, because hot. Hello, it is I, Rusev from Rusev Day. Hey, you guys. This is Mickey James. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW. Greetings, podcast fans. My name is Bryce Youngberg. I am an all-league wrestling referee. I'm good old J.R. Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, and this show... This podcast... This show is scheduled for one fall. And it damn sure will be a sovereign honor. Damn sure. Damn sure. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Fall Show. The morbidly and popular podcast that attempts to unpack the week that was in professional wrestling uh, while also to talking about whatever happens to be on top of our minds. Uh, first, uh, allow me to uh, introduce myself. I am Shawnee Kunz and I am your host and I am here with my longtime co-host, Mr. Chuck Bean, the, 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 the most underrated talent in the space. How are you doing, Chuck? Happy spooky bullshit Christmas, Shawnee. Spooky bullshit. Spooky bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Great weekend. Great weekend. Very good. Very good. And I actually it, capped it off by watching Morbius. Oh, Morbius! <laughs> That's right. It was it was Morbid time all uh, around. When I saw that they sort of shadow dropped that on Netflix, yeah, I happened to watch it, and yeah. uh, we can talk about it today because. Why not? But not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. yet. Not oh, yet. yes. First, we must. We must introduce our our guiding light, our North Star, the fulcrum around which the entire podcast rotates, our scales of justice. There it is. Keynote speaker, keynote listener, award-winning white woman, rock and roll writer, a feature writer for wrestlinginc.com is that correct you yes. did it. oh my you lord oh my look she she she's got a mortgage holder yeah. a future <laughs> pistachio bowl owner and, and, and unless we forget the current holder of the one fall show <laughs> swedish fish title yes based on strange circumstances that we have yet to rectify oh, yeah that's right how are we good. doing, Miss Erica Banis? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really good. Uh, and just thank you for the clapping. You're very well. Uh, yeah, it's just it's been a it's been a week. It's been a busy week. Somehow crammed into like two three days of wrestling. It's it's a it's a wild time. It's an exciting time. I, I I'm I'm excited to uh, to get into it mm. with you two. And unfortunately, the boy won't be here to talk about it. And I feel like he would be, I mean, look, as, as, as Chuck Bean, as the purveyor yes. of spooky bullshit, yes. I know obviously you're you're understandably jazzed yes. about the goings-on of the wrestling world right now. But I feel like JV, if you're I not following... I, I think it was too spooky for him. I think that's why he's not here tonight. Really? He's, I think too, he's, he's too he's, afraid? He's still hiding under the covers. Okay. Well, I, has he... He's not coming back out ooh. until... Christmas season starts, <laughs> which well, to him is any day November first yeah. at midnight. Right. So there you go. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so spooky bullshit. Uh, I'm uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say I think the White Rabbit is CM Punk. Chuck, what do you think? <laughs> Man, plot twist. Took the words right out of my mouth. Honestly, I was uh, I was going with that. No, I mean, I uh, for the last couple of weeks on the show, I've definitely been the voice saying like I don't see anything saying confirming. 
this is my boy Bray Wyatt. Right, right. Even but I hope even, it is. Even last week when the evidence confirmed it was Bray Wyatt, right. you were still denying it. But we made yeah. it. We made it. So reactions, reactions. I have probably not had uh, an extended amount of joy that large in months. Ooh. It was uh, like I was about two seconds away from being furious because the little graphic popped up. Yes, yes. And I'm like, are you serious? You made me sit through this entire pay-per-view and you're not going to give me any Bray Wyatt. And then the lights went out and and the grin hit my face and did not leave for five to seven minutes. Five to seven minutes of joy. Yep. Outstanding. So up to that point, you were like, fuck this Extreme Rules card. <laughs> I, no, that's that's not, that was definitely not my feelings, but it was definitely a matter of like, I'm here for I'm here for one thing, and I'm just waiting for my one thing. Uh, Where's my one thing? And yeah, there was some neat stuff in there, but like largely, I I'm, I'm jaded. Yeah. I'm a I'm a jaded wrestling fan. I'm, jaded. I like I like uh, I like promos. I like finishes. And if your match is longer than five minutes, I've probably checked out. Wow! Wow! It's, it, I, 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 don't, I don't know how, how we're going to progress as a show, <laughs> considering uh, nearly every match that doesn't involve Jade Cargill is more than five minutes long. I know. <laughs> I know. It, it means that my opinions don't hold all that much weight, especially when we get into the nitty gritty of any particular match. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Erica, did you watch Extreme Rules? I did watch Extreme Rules. And, and like Chuck, I tuned in to to see to see what, what, what what's, what's going to happen. Obviously, the, the card itself uh, was rather impressive and was set up um, very well. Um, you know, mixed results on on the show at large. Um, I really dug the women's ladder match. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a brutal affair, and I thought, I mean, it, it's just proof again. Like Bianca Belair's just a fucking star. I saw, some, and ba- I saw somebody tweet that Bianca Belair is everything they wanted Charlotte Flair to be. Ah, uh, you know what? She is. She's got uh, all the talent of Charlotte Flair, perhaps even a touch more athleticism, yeah. without any of the Flair chip on her shoulder, yeah. which is delightful because, the, as we've seen, the Flair chip is an ugly thing at times. You know, and I, I think you know, that is a really good point because, yeah, she she has I, – I think – you're right, Shawnee. I think she's has even greater athletic ability. Uh, but she has that little thing of being likable. Oh. <laughs> like she's she's just in, she's incredibly likable figure. Even when she like is healing it up, it's like I can't stay mad at you for long. Considering that she spent most of her time at NXT as a heel, I would like to see like we're getting to see that with Rhea now. Yes, Rhea is definitely embracing her healness and leveling up as a heel, yes. in my opinion, from what she was in NXT. And I'm real interested when the pendulum swings the other way what Bianca Belair is going to be like as a bad guy. You know, I, I don't know when or, you know. Or if it's a John Cena problem and you just can't turn her heel. I, I mean, I think eventually they will. I don't, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Uh, she's just she's just too damn likable. She's just that much of a star. And why, and, and uh, you know, like kids, like, like it's just, why would you turn her now? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and I, but I will, I do believe it's going to happen down the road. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was, you know, during the entire main event, I, I'm just sitting there going like, all right, clock's a ticking. Mm. When is, uh, 
when's our boy gonna show up? And yeah, the the you know the 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 ending credit shows up. So and, programmed that and, that ending graphic means we're done. I know. Well, the ending Forgetting graphic. The, how and, many times in NXT the ending graphic hit and then Champa beat the crap out of Gargano? Well, right. exactly because because they they well I, like in my mind I saw the graphic show up and I go ah oh, bitch that's not <laughs> it's not the end and then all of a sudden it cuts to black and I'm like. Okay. Here we go. All right. Let's. I'm like, all right. What's what's it gonna be? Um, I like the fact that Bray emerged uh, with the lantern. Mm. I like the fact that it, it seems as though like kind of spooky backwoods cult Bray might be here, or it might be kind of a, a new incarnation of that. Or you know, we, we, there's still so much unknown, yeah. and I think that's what's so exciting too. Um, I'm I'm very excited about what the first program is going to be because obviously the buildup for his return has been insane. And, and obviously there's been talk about the hire of um, what the, what's his face from Marvel. There's, um, yeah. There's a, a long-term story uh, yes. story and an, an editor uh, uh, fucking shocking. Yeah. Somebody who believes that if we're going to invest 52 weeks of the year on this product, the story should be contiguous entertaining and ongoing. Yeah, right. I, and I think, I mean, this is definitely very much like the most Triple H move that has happened since Triple H took over. Um, I think it, the cock jokes may have been the most Triple H. I take it back. That might be it. Close second. Close second. Because very we, close, as we yes. all know, Papa Paul is a story queen. Yes, right? and, yes. and it, it makes so much sense to have somebody on staff to to basically help coordinate and organize all the goings on currently and ahead and then like further ahead and like and, it's brilliant and it's someone great. from marvel is perfect right like oh you, yeah uh, of course in comic books we do see different creators take up but could you imagine yeah. if Three weeks into a six-issue run, all of a sudden the story just went for a wild swerve because some ancient ghoul decided (laughs) that he no longer wanted to see the story that was being told. I mean, those kinds of—I'm not going to say those kind of things haven't happened in the world of comic books, but when they do happen, it's always wildly disconnected and usually indicates that this is not going to be a story or miniseries anyone remembers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, watching the event... um, because we, we got the early little the little uh, eight bit video game right of yeah. the, the rabbit jumping yes. in onto the purple X yep. and the explosion coming from the sky and I'm like oh Finn Balor and all, has been wearing this purple X thank you I've been sick so he's gonna he's gonna emerge during the Finn Balor match and then of course I'm watching and watching he he doesn't and then I'm yeah. like well he does have that legendary match with Seth Rollins right so, so maybe, maybe that's, that's where he's gonna and then he doesn't come out and then yes when the graphic hit I was like oh no <laughs> but I was willing to I was like I'm not taking my eyes off this TV until the fade to black and thankfully it didn't I loved the retrospective like the Bray multiverse right yeah. like these yeah. are all the things we've seen over the last uh, whatever it's been eight, six eight years mm. and uh, I thought that was a lot of fun um I think that we're going to, again, Triple H being a story queen, I think we're going to see all of these things become relevant again. And I think that's where Vince McMahon was like, I don't get it. Because yeah. he didn't, it's not that he didn't get what a story was. He didn't fucking care to get it, right? Like, that's yeah. what it was. He's like, no, look, this is how we do things. You go in there and you do the job. And if you don't, we'll put the other person in. So you can't tell a complex story. And everyone's like, it's a fucking story medium. And he's like, no, it's not. 
This is for piss jokes. I put on 17 hours of TV a week so that three times a year I can make a piss joke. And, uh, you know, uh, we're past that. We're past that. And it's so good. I have been enjoying it immensely. I watched it as my my typical first hour and uh, perhaps hour and a half of Raw. Um, I was very excited before we get to the more spooky bullshit. And we will, Chuck. We were going to go back to you after. Oh, yeah. I was very excited for the return of the Good Brothers. Were you? Yes, I think that I heard. I was on a delay, and I heard from the other room. Amy was in her office, obviously on Twitter, and she went, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple minutes went by, and she was like, "Are you live right now?" And I was like, "No, I'm no. about a half hour behind." I was like, "Then I'm not going to say anything." <laughs> oh no! All right, cool. <laughs> so as like the next twenty minutes played out, when Finn was in the ring, I was like, "Oh, I know what this is," which is. Actually, really funny because as of Monday morning, there were dirt sheet rumors that the Good Brothers were mm-hmm. on their way back yes. to right. the, the WWE. So, like within twelve hours, yes, somebody had had, had been like, "This is gonna happen at some point in the future," and, and I'd have to imagine they were just like, "Fuck it, pull the trigger." <laughs> Well, I had seen one report that they, the reason that they thought the Good Brothers returning was because AJ Styles and the Good Brothers had been seen in DC together, Mm. presumably doing a photo shoot of some sort. So it was like, it could be very, very soon. And once once AJ came out with nobody up against a a panel of enemies, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I I can't wait for this pop. It's going to be fun. Uh, I was hoping that with the early uh, uh, cock jokes that we might actually get some of the cock torturer. Maybe. Come on, Triple H. Give us, give on, us the buddy. big LG. Give us the big LG. Weird, uh, weird I'm here for it. Weird that they're still just called the OC. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, they probably bought the rights to the name. Yeah. So it's just like, like maybe they've got like it. boxes of OC t shirts that they need to move. They probably still do in storage. Because nobody's going to buy a fucking shirt that just says the OC and then has Gallows, Anderson, and AJ Styles on it. Like, <laughs> fuck that. I'll buy an AJ Styles shirt. I don't know, man. Don't uh, the know. guy's name that they hired is Rob Fee. Rob Fee. He's Rob Liefeld couple- Feet? No, Rob Fee. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's the director of Longtime Creative is his official position. Long term. Long, long term. Long time creative. Long, no, it says long time here. It does really. Long yeah. time. Uh, it says he once pitched a movie based on The Fiend. Yeah, to, that's uh, him. Yeah. To Nick Khan. Ah. And Nick Khan had said, nah, I don't know. But he's, yeah, he's written for Marvel. He's done Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Avengers comics. He's a uh, head writer on multiple Disney shows. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's Bray is his pet project. So yes. I'm sure of I'm sure everybody will benefit from having this guy oh, uh, yes. looking Absolutely. at the week to week. But obviously, his heart is in the spooky bullshit, which is just what I want to hear. Which I, I think yeah, you know, I think considering Bray in like, there's been a lot. I, I don't know how many of you have seen like the discourse online online about how. Bray is more of a personality, not really a wrestler, because it's, you know, people remember like cool vignettes more yeah. than like cool Bray Wyatt matches and, and whatnot. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I that's think, because he lost 87 matches in a row under Vince McMahon. That true. is true. <laughs> true. That that's, is very true. That's one of the reasons we don't remember his matches very well, is because <laughs> we just remember the disappointment, much like a Lions fan when he loses again. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I still contend he should have beat The Undertaker. Why do you beat oh, over agree. fucking Bork? I, Bork never needed a title. He never needed to yeah. beat The Undertaker. He could have done the exact same thing 
just as the UFC guy who comes in and mauls people. And I'm, I'm certainly hopeful that with the new regime, especially with this this longtime creative guy in, uh, that they will they will they will properly book Bray Wyatt. As we've said in episodes that you probably can't hear anymore, you should have in the first place. I'm hoping that as a longtime creative, he's going to uh, introduce a storyline with uh, Farmer Burns. Maybe. Well, he's going to go way back. That's some long time creative. <laughs> Start hearing somebody, somebody in the background every time uh, um, Braun Strowman shows up going, he's got a big old neck. Big old neck. Big old neck. The, the cock torturer would be. Uh, <laughs> I would really like to know. I'm not familiar with that gimmick. That's Luke Gallows you're referring oh, yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I figured it sounds like a Gallows thing. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I, I would really like to know how they kind how that deal kind of happened because after they were let go, like the it things definitely seem sour. Yeah. Um like I don't know. Oh, they I mean, went right after Paul. Paul Heyman, which is very interesting, right? right? Because Paul Heyman's now like the king of uh of of the, the, the island of relevancy. Just, yeah, well, he's they, they also the director went, of, of relevancy. <laughs> they also went right after Papa Paul. I remember distinctly yeah. in an interview they they basically said like they had a talk with Triple H and he basically said to him to, to both of them like look we I understand that your buddies are starting this promotion blah 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 blah, blah. it's a new promotion there's no guarantee that it's going to be around forever. Do you really want to put your families in jeopardy like that? And like he kind of laid it on thick like mm-hmm. that, yes. right? And that's kind of what made them go like, oh, we should really stay for the money and whatever. Yeah. Um, and but- that's I, I still think. Do you do you agree, Erica? I feel I still feel like all of those cuts were the result of Nick Khan being on one shoulder talking to Vince, and Vince was had. Triple H on the other shoulder, and he's talking to each of them with completely different conversations, right? So I think he he genuinely had a conversation with with, or, or rather, Triple H believed what he told the Good Brothers, and then one day, or he Vince made was just like, oh, by the way, it. we're cutting a bunch of people, and I don't give a fuck what you said to any of them. Yeah, and 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 and, and Paul was just like, what the hell is this? Well, you have to remember too, while he's got Paul on one shoulder and Nick Khan on the other shoulder, there's somebody under the desk. And he's oh. gonna have to. He's gonna have to pay her yeah. a whole bunch of money. We talked about this last week. We talked about this three weeks ago. <laughs> we can't have your filthy sex rumors Look, just I'm thrown sh- out on the table whenever you feel like it. I see a bunch of other pro wrestling uh, journalists making a ton of money on Patreon by just saying whatever comes to mind and hoping oh. it comes true. I want in on that game. I, well, try to find a different avenue than filthy. Sex rumors. <laughs> Are you aware of this whole controversy, Erica? There was a week where it was just Chuck and I. Uh-huh. And in the middle of the show, out of nowhere, he's just like, hey, I've got this filthy, unfounded sex rumor. And I called him out on it. And he's like, well, I'm going to go find it. And, he lo- and he's looking and he's it. looking. And it, it, it didn't exist. He made it, it up. He's just wanted to throw smut out there and besmirch. <laughs> Good, honest, professional carnies. Good, honest, professional carnies. To be... To be, uh, to be, uh, I, I mean, it was. When that sentence started. S-E-X. It was, it was, uh, it made me uncomfortable. He sentence, continues to do it. He continues to do it. When that started, I was very angry when it finished. I was, I felt very vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bray Wyatt was not the only spooky bullshit. No. Uh, friggin' uh, Rosemary and her, her girls won the tag team titles. Yeah. At Impact's event over the weekend. Hell yeah. Nice. Love nice. it. 
Absolutely. That's why I'm wearing my Rosemary shirt today. I just thought you wear that shirt every day in October. Maybe. I should. <laughs> Maybe. That would be cool. And then, um, what else am I missing? Other than Morbius. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's Morbin time. It's Morbin so time. that movie is, um, it's bad. It's um, bad. <laughs> It's bad. It's 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 very. There's a bunch of things in it that is the example of how not to do it. Yeah, and the odd thing is, is the script I think is actually decent, but the stylistic choices of the director, Mm. uh, I believe he's an international director, and he just has a specific taste that he was like the horror scenes were 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 done with horror spooky horror music except for it just dropped out of like this um, there's a massive amount of exposition yes like the whole movie is tell me don't actually show me and then when he did show me it was weird right he jumps in front of the subway Mm -hmm. and apparently you're seeing the visuals because it's supposed to demonstrate what his power is but i don't know there's no explanation he has the power to fly in front of subways i don't there's no explanation ever about uh about why you get to see like the weird color moving off yes, of him it was and the tone was all just very strange i think that the the people who like it i respect because the you're not uh the substance was there stylistically i thought every choice was wrong every choice i liked uh, the I, best part of the movie was like in the first minute when he goes i am a doctor <laughs> <laughs> um amy actually live tweeted it and we're going to talk about it on nerd radio tomorrow so i don't want to spoil too much of it but one of the things that we discussed uh, and we'll probably discuss tomorrow, is that we we felt that there are problems in the script. There are things that happened that there is no foreshadowing to. Mm, yes. That like, wait, you could have mentioned this 20 minutes ago, and then when it happened, I would have yeah. been, oh, they mentioned this 20 the minutes old, ago. The old Chekhov's mention. Right. Yes. It, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's I a don't, troublesome movie. The end was interesting. I would like to see, I would like to see that character involved in a larger I don't re- thing. I don't regret that I watched it, but I don't believe uh, I will be watching it as often as I've watched some of the other Marvel Oh, I should universe. certainly hope not. <laughs> if you do, then there's something Movies. wrong. Something yeah. very, very wrong. Because it's not, it is not, a, it is not a good movie. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. The end tags specifically during the credits are, are another example of like, this is not, this is, how not to do end tags. You do not introduce a plot element in an end tag and then follow it up in the second end tag. Like that, no, that's what you introduce the plot element earlier and then follow it up in the goddamn end tag. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's morbid time. It's morbid time. It was morbid time. It was fun. It was good stuff. So yeah, we got, uh, we got our spooky bullshit in Bray Wyatt. Very, very fun. Very interesting. I did like the fight pit. I thought the fight pit was fun. I like the concept of the fight pit. I think just considering, like, you know, I was waiting for, you know, the yeah. good stuff. Like I was, I was kind of in and out of it sure. and whatnot. So like, like it, it was fine. Like Cormier being involved, like people were like, he did a great job. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, okay. It was fine. I'm like, yeah, he, he played ref pretty well. Yeah, it was fine. Like, I, th- I, you know. I thought, I thought Matt Riddle l- legitimately hurt himself. Yeah, you mean so? There's the moment when Riddle goes flying off to the to the cage, and then Cormier has to like chase him down and say, "Hey, you don't hit me. Hmm. Uh, you keep me out of this." And it, the timing was was so rough. And I I blame that on Riddle. Riddle flew too like he he did the thing where he hit him, which clearly was supposed to, but he was so far from the edge. Yeah, Cormier had to like walk over there and like 
almost pick him up to 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 talk him, uh, you know, to give him his little. And then later, Seth with the same thing, and it, yeah. it, it speak. It looked like Chekhov's. I'm going to have to get involved. But right. Then he never did. Now, if this is a play for a future event, I don't know that it really worked because I did not watch all this and say that was awesome. But they left me hanging, and I can't wait to see the next phase. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know that the the fight pit is a way that you introduce Cormier into something for the future, well, remember especially they, with those two. Remember, they introduced Ken Shamrock by having him referee Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I do not remember that. That was so, a thousand years ago. <laughs> Forever a day ago. I liked. Um, I don't I li- even know if Justin was born. He definitely wasn't. If he was, uh, he was an infant. I liked... Um, even though the match itself was sloppy, I like the finish for Liv and uh, Ronda. Okay. I like I well, like the storytelling moving forward of like, why was she, why did she pass out with a smile on her face? I'm like, you liked Ronda's butt on her face and her going, ah, okay. <laughs> while, while one of her eye, faux eyelashes yeah, is eyelashes drooping is down, off. which I'm like, ooh, the, the, good touch. Yes. That, Happy accident there. I, it sort of made it, didn't it? Like it really looked demented. Yes. Um, do you re- like... Like she got her ass kicked. Liv yeah. Morgan just Ooh, got yeah. just pummeled for whatever it was—eight minutes, ten minutes. Right. It was a—it was an absolute beating. I did love. I, I'm with you. I did love that ending. Uh, I don't know. You know. I, I kind of. I guess the only reason that I would like to see Rhonda there is if you're going to use her to put over, um, uh, the Queen of Spades. Oh, uh, Shayna oh. Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Yes, I would like to finally see. That. I was hoping. I was hoping to see at the event. Yeah, did not. We we've seen a little foreshadowing there, and I, I assume that we are going to see them again. But you know, she's a part timer. She's a very controversial figure. Uh, I love it's, her entrance music. It fires me up. So I think that's why I, I, I'm. I'm a, yeah. I'm a Ronda Mark. I love her entrance music. I love. I love that she has the uh, the rub from Roddy. Yeah. I I love. Okay, going back to her entrance because I thought about this the other day. Remember when Joan Jett and the Blackhearts played her out live yeah. at WrestleMania? And he, like the chorus of boos come down, and Joan Jett looks visibly confused, like. Why are they Do booing? Do they not want me Do here? They, and she, so like Joan Jett heard like, hey, we'll, you know, we're, we want you to play WrestleMania and we'll give you a fuck ton of money. All right, I'll show up. And then booing happens and she looks very like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> and uh, and they kind of cut away and they're like, go to Ronda, go to Ronda. Don't look at Joan. Don't look at Joan. You're rude today. Oh, I don't know. That's the wrong one. You've tricked that out of me. Who is this? I'm glad, you, I'm glad for you. what? I don't know which, which one. I'm glad you brought up on Twitter. Sorry about that. How many times uh, friggin' Michael Cole said, rue the day. <laughs> it was getting real weird after like the third time. Yeah. Oh, good old Michael Cole. He's going to say something. <laughs> Apparently a big listener of the One Fall Show. He might be morbidly unpopular. Thank but God. Cole loves us. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Cole. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of the new uh the new commentary teams they announced on thursday and then started on friday i'm i'm happy to see kathy kelly back um obviously she's not on the, the legit commentary team but she's in like her backstage interview yeah. role I, I i've always liked her uh I, I i like the fact that wade barrett has got the call up I, I think he's very strong on commentary, so it's it's nice to see him kind of fill in for I guess Pat McAfee whenever he decides to come the fuck back. Right. Uh, you know, it's like 
solid. Um, however, man, Jimmy Smith, though, is going off yeah, well, now that he is fired. I'm like, huh, how about this? Apparently, I, re- I read this, and this is not a sex rumor, by the way. Let me start to say that. Sex not rumor. a sex rumor. But um, he knew something from the Filthy MMA world. He knew something from the MMA world from uh, between Daniel Cormier and I think um, Matt Riddle. Okay. He asked Riddle about it, and Riddle said something about you know a specific MMA person. So he went to Triple H, and he was like, "Hey, here's you know something that we can you know when I'm on the call on Sun- on Saturday, that I can mention." He was like, "Do me a favor, tell Cole that." <laughs> oh, boy. oh, I guess I'm not on the call Sunday. And then they announced that he was gone. <laughs> Let's go. Well, so you say he's been kicking the nuts. He's been uh, talking. Has he been a chatty Kathy since this has happened? Well, he's been like, I I know he said some like things about Roman Reigns. I was like, he's not really that great. And he doesn't own an island. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, like, you know, I, yeah, it could be sour grapes, which wouldn't be the first time in wrestling that happened. What? I'm a little bummed that uh, Byron got. I feel like Byron got demoted to backstage interview person. No, but yeah, well, I maybe mean, it's maybe it's not a demotion. Maybe it's a promotion to not have to be on the call all night long. It it could be. I I think his you know dorky uh, demeanor will kind of play well with like heels oh, yeah. backstage. He'll similar, be the, he'll be the new Jonathan Coachman. Similar to Coachman, or you know, early days of Michael Cole, mm-hmm. who you know. Where it was just torn to bits. Yeah. Uh, so and, you know, so yeah, he, he's still on the payroll. So good for him. Hooray for for oh my god, I forgot. Byron Saxon. Byron I like Byron. I love Byron. I, I, I love that he just commits to being like the like most room temperature glass of skim milk yep. <laughs> that you can possibly be. And and just runs that so Corey Graves can he's, constantly make jokes. Oh about yeah, he's the perfect dartboard for someone like Corey Graves. Oh, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if I wonder if CM Punk stole his uh, Colt Cabana heat from Corey Graves talking trash about <laughs> Byron Saxton. <laughs> <laughs> so which uh, I I mean I I think I know the universal answer for this, but which uh, season premiere did you guys like more, Raw or SmackDown? I didn't watch SmackDown. You watched the SmackDown no. one. No, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't watch either. No. But um, one season premiere you didn't talk about was AEW's, and it's the only one that had a salute to National Scissoring Day. So I'm not That's saying fair. it makes it better. That's fair. But I am saying it made it sillier. It yeah. was so important that uh, Corey Graves mentioned that the other guy <laughs> is doing something with office supplies, which was <laughs> which, cute, fantastic, yeah. very yeah. cute. Very I liked funny. it. Uh, National Sistering Day, I just laughing, just like National scream laugh. It was amazing. just, it was just fun and silly. Yep. See, once again, I love silly bullshit. You love spooky bullshit. Sure. This is why we're friends. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good yin yang combination. I we, love when the city sent over the big scissors that they used to cut the ribbons. Yes. <laughs> that was very fun. And then he was amazing. running around the ring. They're like, don't run with don't those. Run with yes. What are you doing? Yes. What are you doing? Outstanding work. Yes. Yes. Man. Fantastic, man. Yeah, and it was a. It, I'm trying to remember what the card was. Oh, yeah, Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. Basically, Daniel Bryan versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't get into that. The whole Sammy Guevara of, the, of it all. I, uh, so that had Andrade been, seems like a cunt, doesn't he? No, like, oh, I he think seems, Sammy Guevara seems like. I him. think, well, here, I think they're both awful. Yeah. But Sammy has the more punchable face, so he's easier to hate. Uh, to me, from what I've kind of 
gathered, I, I it, it's, it seems very clear that Andrade is not happy in AEW, uh, is not happy with his, you know, his creative, his pushes, whatever. And he, it seems as though he wants out and perhaps wants to go, you know, back to the Fed, you know, perhaps to, to be with the missus. And, and you know, I, I kind of can't blame it. Yeah. You know, it, it's got to make things easier and whatnot. Um, but, like, like, guys like, you know, any wrestler, any, like, kind of, like, major wrestler, I, you know, perhaps maybe this is only an Andrade situation, I feel like if they think if I'm not in the main event push at all times, then it's a waste of my time. And it's right. like sometimes, well, like, you know, sometimes you will be in the main event put or like the, the, the world, you know, title reign uh, push um, or, or in kind of, you know, that, you know, mix there. But sometimes you, know, you might go down to like the upper mid card and there's nothing wrong with that. There have been fucking bangers in the upper mid card. So I don't know. I just think it, it might be the case of maybe some egos. Surprise, Ric Flair's daughter married a man with a massive ego. The, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and also Sammy Guevara. What? Just what? Oh, man. He's just, he seems, he seems awful. He just seems. He's not going to get the contract he thinks he's going to get when contract season. When, when he and MJF are standing in line to go talk to Tony to see what yeah. the raise is no. going to be, one of them is going to be much, much happier than the other one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it just, it's like two, it, it seems like two instances in like a month. Like I, I feel like the Kingston. Has it only been a month since the Kingston thing? Maybe. Like time doesn't. What is time? Just anymore? make it a just make it a triple threat. Just make it Sammy Kingston and Andrade, and just watch the blood flow. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't hate that because they could just take out Sammy. I would like to see Andrade versus Kingston. That so would I. be an in- interesting but you, match. But you know, if you put the three of them in a match together, Sammy's the first one getting the shit beat out of him. Well, yeah. Knock him the f out, so yeah. that way the, the those two can just have a go. I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Andrade is like a top twenty in the world talent. I don't understand why he's doing so many, so many backstage things mm-hmm. and so little in ring work. So I will give him that. Um, the other thing is I I have a hard time slagging Andrade while still loving Aleister Black. Because they essentially did the exact same thing. Sure. They're like, we want out of WWE. And WWE was like, see ya. And they ran over to the AEW. And then the minute Paul was in there, they're like, we want out of AEW. <laughs> it's it's uh, Because I like one. Uh, I find right. one more likable than the other. Um, am, am I supposed to say, well, he's, he's a peach and he's a cunt. <laughs> kind of a... Like, what a juxtaposition. <laughs> love it. Love it. The other the other thing that will remain in, in my brain f- till the end of time hmm. was the finish for MJF and Wheeler Yuta when uh, MJF was getting ready to punch him with the ring. And uh, and William Regal decided he'd seen enough. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a delight. Like, William, I don't know what William Regal makes in AEW. Uh, I hope it's a, I hope it's enough. It's He is worth every goddamn penny. He certainly he is. He delivers every goddamn time he's in front of that camera, on that commentary table. What a joy. What a treasure. Yeah. God bless him. And honestly, watching him put on the Nux was so fun <laughs> that when Rhea Ripley did it later in the week, I was like, 
Fuck yes. <laughs> Brass knuckles yeah. have been validated by William Regal. Allow it. <laughs> Punch yes. somebody with those brass knuckles, Rhea. And um, just like the intro, the reintroduction, it was almost like he was like, all right, you know what? It's been a minute since we've had brass knuckles in wrestling. Yeah. Game on, everybody. And Rhea Ripley was like, game on. <laughs> I've been waiting. These have been in my pocket for months. So. He just, I mean, the, the man knows how to emote. Yeah. And I know I've mentioned that before, but just the way he's just like, all right, I guess I got to do this shit. And just the, the slow saunter to the ring. And thank God, you know, they had that that uh, reduced length uh, ramp. Because yeah. it just, he's just like, nope, got to make my way. You don't got to climb stairs or nothing. You gotta, just go down the ramp and gotta, clear gotta, those ropes. Got to put these kids in their place and uh, got to use some old man strength. Mm-hmm. Just fuck some people up. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, loved it. Absolutely loved it. And did you guys see that uh, over the weekend, uh, John Moxley lost the GCW title? Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, some of the hubbub surrounding that mm-hmm. is that when he signed the extension with AEW, it was sort of blindsiding uh, to GCW. Ah. And uh, as of the when I did the, my last reading on the subject, uh, I don't know if this has changed. GCW wasn't quite sure if he was exclusive um, also, um, he had become champion, which he had not been in the past after they set the stipulation that if Nick Gage lost, he was going to retire. Now champions are not, they're allowed to wrestle in other organizations, but they're not allowed to lose. <laughs> so <laughs> what is GCW had a real problem. They're That's like, wild. well, uh, contractually, we now have to, uh, Remove Nick Gage from the industry. Uh, actually, so what they did was, of course, they had uh, some more uh, AEW who, who came through. Um, uh, William Morrissey and uh, and Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, came through and schmazzed it up so that yeah. Nick Gage could win, but without uh, doing damage. So that was all fun. But it's, it's apparently now up in the air as to whether we will see Mox outside of uh, anything other than New Japan. Right. Which is, of course, is an accepted partner. Um yeah, I, I have you I, seen I, anything on that yet? I presume. Well, I, I I have read that there are limitations on the types of bookings Moxley can take mm-hmm. outside of AEW, which you know I kind of figure it might be only a matter of time before you know they they kind of limit things like that. Um, you know, it it to me it, it it's I don't know I don't know if you really. GCW is going to be fine without Moxley. They have ample talent, ample resources. So I, I don't see it as, as a major loss. I do potentially see it as a sort of F you to Joey Janela, who, you know, he hasn't been, he hasn't said like the, the, I mean, there have been far worse things said about, said by wrestlers about their former promotions and whatnot. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Khan's like, no, you don't get Mox anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like I wouldn't put it past him. Like no, but why I, not? I also I think these are sort of blanket rules that would apply to any any who's a champion um, within AEW. I, there's I think if you watch and this is I, I guess I just watched a, a long form interview with uh, Ariel. Crap, this is where Harowitz is it having the boy? No, no, having the boy. That is not that is not what his last name is, but uh, Hawani. Halani, that's it. Uh, Ariel Hawani, who's been uh, a longtime MMA uh, journalist who's been doing some excellent shoot wrestling interviews. And uh, I just, just, I, I love watching Tony Khan. I don't, that's not to say that 
I love Tony Khan. I generally am pro Tony Khan, but I just really enjoy how candid he's willing to be. And I also marvel at his memory because my memory is so bad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and he remembers fucking everything. He remembers like specific dates. And it dawned on me the reason why every week has a special name is so that he can call back to it. So mm. he doesn't have to say week three in November mm. of 2020. He's like, oh, in 2020's. Uh, slap at the swamp uh, <laughs> when we had uh, the 14 man Love tag team and then he goes through 14 names that are all were in that match it went exactly 22 minutes and I thought that was the perfect amount of time for this match at the slap at the swamp is that the same interview I'd seen the highlight on Twitter where uh, Ariel had asked him multiple times about the CM Punk thing and he had to tell me he's like you can ask but I can't tell you yes that was his, his yeah I loved how unflapped Tony Khan was like he he the smile never lost left his face mm -hmm. and he never looked like he's he's super pissed that you're not letting this go to at least to, that's what I got out of it no it looked, no it looked like two friends talking about it and literally being like you can ask but I can't tell you and he, he even said I, I understand in your position why you have to ask yeah and and he did it there were there were a few other questions throughout where he'd go to the exact same line you're welcome to ask but I cannot answer and he was just like I, I can I can say this all day. Yeah. <laughs> if, if your job is to keep asking me a question that's going to get you the same answer, more power to you. Uh, it was actually very good because Ariel Hawani sort of started with a, a bit of a controversial. He was like, you know, I, I thought I thought we had heat. I thought you didn't like me. And it was a whole thing. <laughs> and um, and ultimately, uh, Ariel was trying to rush through. because He's like, I, I was told I only had 45 minutes. And, and Tony Khan's like. I'm the boss. <laughs> I have all the time in the world. And he ended up doing, I think, almost 90 minutes. So, nice. so near twice what he was, uh, Ariel thought he was. And, and I think, again, a really nice nod to somebody who starts the interview by saying, uh, I thought we had heat. And he's like, no, not only do we not have heat, but I, I, I've allowed you to ask a question 84 times in which I had to respond. You're welcome to ask, but I will not answer it. And yep. I still stayed for twice as long as I, you know, uh, was obliged to. So yeah, I enjoyed for all, that for all the things that the internet. Uh, it's it seems like the the new the new hotness is to talk about how Tony Khan is fucking up his own company. Well, and for for all the things that the internet is saying that the Tony Khan is getting wrong, I watched that interview. And I'm like, well, he's getting this right. Like this this is joyful. This it's, is yeah, pleasant. But, uh, yeah. His ratings are really high. He makes. Um, Great bank on his pay-per-views, well above uh, what the projections were based on, eight, you know, WCW with, sure. with with legendary 80s wrestlers 25 years ago. Um, but that being said, when I hear someone like JV say he's running his company to the ground, I have to say, well, JV would fucking know because... <laughs> Oh, wait, no. Yeah. None of these assholes know anything about running a wrestling company. <laughs> I, They're just saying shit to make themselves sound important. I, Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I don't. Point, point taken, but like, it's just, isn't this kind of just the nature of, of most entertainment and media? You get high on something. You know, what's, I've said it before. It's the pendulum swinging. Oh, the pendulum always swings. The yeah. pendulum Everywhere. always swings. And this is just what it is now. And eventually it's going to swing back. And, you know, a, a, I, you know we're, Triple H is doing an amazing job. There's going to come a time where we're going to be like, what the fuck, yeah. bro? I think, I think because Triple H is doing such an amazing job, Tony Khan is having to make some decisions not everybody is really happy with. And I, I think I've said it a week or two ago. There's always post WrestleMania cuts, 
And if those yep. don't happen this year, that's just another way Triple H has improved the the culture. And that's great. But I he's got to eventually make some decisions that were like Don't know about that there? one, bro. Right. Yeah. So I mean it just enjoy <laughs> the good shit while it's Meanwhile, happening. Impact is like Bring it on. Bring come it on. on. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, come on over. Come on back. Speaking of impact, uh, you know, there was uh, news that, I wouldn't say news that broke because that sounds super like, oh, but big hubbub. Breaking but, news. But uh, they, you know, it's been reported that Mia Yim's contract is up with uh, impact mm. and, you know, she might be going here, there, wherever. Um, I know, I know the big deal about like AEW has too many, too much, you know, oh, too big of a roster. Such a good addition. Yeah, you know, I I looked at the women, like the women's roster that mm-hmm. AEW has right now, and it has low key built up a very interesting, diverse set of wrestlers based on style, based on on experience. They have a lot more veteran leaders than we all kind of realize right now. And I I would love to see her in there and, and, you know, talk about, you know, talk about a place that could really benefit from like, um, like a story coordinator or whatever, because like, it's just, it seems like, I mean, the wrestling is good and some of the stories being told are good. It just, you know, they, they're dealing with limited TV time. And I think, Tony just might need somebody in there to be like, okay, just kind of storyboard shit out. You know, I think someone needs to go in there and help organize things. And then that way things might be a little smoother and it might just appear a little less chaotic. Obviously the whole CM Punk and the elite thing is not helping matters whatsoever. And then having last week, having Andrade and, uh, and Sammy Guevara just kind of, you know, Picks at the scabs of old wounds. Exactly, and and I'm sure the the announcement of of uh, John Moxley's contract, um, you know that that was purposely released. I'm sure. I you know or you know because they needed some good PR, and it was understandably very good PR. Um, it wasn't ideal that Andrade was apparently sent home and. Sammy was allowed to be in the main event. Yeah, <laughs> that seemed odd. It seemed like I Sammy agree. started the fire, and then they were like, "And you can also." Uh, be here in the main event. <laughs> I thought I had read from from one of the aforementioned uh, wrestling journalists that you know are trying to make money on Patreon uh, that um, a Making meeting money on Patreon a meeting had taken place early in the afternoon with both of them saying we can't do this. We already have the EVPs mm-hmm. in the middle of a, of a lawsuit slash dispute over this kind of thing. This cannot happen. And both men said okay, and then. While the show was going on, Andrade walked up to Sammy and started swinging. No, yep. which yep. lends credence to the he's just trying to get fired now. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that yep. makes sense. There you go. And didn't he say explicitly in his tweet, "I am a grown ass man, so I will not throw fists." And then anyone that has to say they're a grown ass, I, I don't think whomever. he said to use those words, but yeah. But you know, I I, I agree. Uh, but uh, it's you know. There's been a lot of things that have just been unfortunate timing. Yeah. And hopefully they'll, and I, I imagine like they will write the ship. It's just, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate shit. What are you going to do? Just, you got to power through it. Yeah. And Tony has a shit ton of money. I think that he's, <laughs> he's going to come to a point where he's going to say, okay, you know what? If you say you want release, I'm going to just let you sit for the rest of your contract. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. You're still exclusive to me. Fuck off. All right. Right. Stop being children. 
five of you just came over. You were like, please, sir, WWE has fired us. And I hired you. And then you were, please, sir, I want to go back to WWE. Stop it. Honestly, Stop it, you fucking children. Honestly, at this point, like, if it, it's almost it, like Kanye's are ungrateful narcissists. Perhaps. If, I don't know, you know, playing armchair GM, like, I would probably just let some of these fuckers go. It's like, okay, you want out? Go. See see how you like it over there? Like, their roster's only going to get bigger. And then then what happens if you don't get the time that you think you deserve? Oh, what, you're going to pitch a fit there, too, and then try try and leave and come back here? Like, it's just... (laughs) Yeah, like, like, I'm not going to make that mistake twice, so... I think there are some wrestler believe it or not some wrestlers have some big egos what? and and it doesn't matter what if if they are not like the top guy they're never going to be happy and it's just like you can't always be the top guy no yeah. not but, as long as ftr is around <laughs> I, and, unless you're dax or uh or, or cash. Cash. right i and this this definitely falls under the i'm not a professional wrestler nor somebody who runs a professional wrestling company so you know, this this may be a hollow sentiment, but I feel like it is up to you as a professional wrestler to make what you're doing matter when you're not the top of the card. Absolutely. It's it's on you to make people care when you are second or third match on the card to, to go, all right, fuckers, we're going to steal the show mm-hmm. and not be like, well, I'm not on last. So what the fuck am I even doing here? And I feel like that's, you know, that's where you kind of really get a feel for, like, who's the hungriest and, like, who desires kind of, like, just the the art of wrestling, who who who's who really, it just, like, it's just in their blood. Because, like, I love those steal the show moments. Those sure. are some of my favorite parts of just, it doesn't matter if it's weekly television, if it's pay-per-view, when you see you know, two or, you know, whatever matchup it is, if it's like second or third in the car and you see that they're just laying it out there and just giving it everything. And and as if just to say like, okay, everybody in the back, I would like you to please follow that. Like that only, like, I feel like that that's, that's great. That only helps inspire the people who are further up on the card. And then the fans benefit and hooray, we get great wrestling. Yeah. What's not to love about that? Speaking of stealing the show, boy, oh boy, Sami Zayn, man. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter say that he is starting to get the pop that like a Kramer gets when he walks into a scene <laughs> on a sitcom. I, I and I have to agree. Slightly shocked by like the overwhelming pop he got when Roman Reigns said, you know what? Honorary Oos, you talk to Jay. The crowd went apeshit. And yep. I was like, is this still a Canadian crowd? Like, no, this was Brooklyn. This was Brooklyn, New York. And uh, oh, what fun. Now, I have not seen the match yet, I have to say. Uh, it is Tuesday. Uh, I, I have not seen how that resolves. This is going to be the first time in a very long time that I double back and see and what happened at the end of, end, end of Raw. Yeah. Because I, I have to see uh, this story as it continues to develop. Now, I believe I, I, I may have said this last week, and I apologize if I did, but Erica, you were not here. I was not here. Do you feel, do you agree with me that with Jericho being, um, and I, I think this is brilliant. I love Jericho having the Ring of Honor uh, title. We talked about this a little bit last week because he's so uncharacteristic. He's the opposite of what the classic Ring of Title, but he's also like 10 times more popular in terms of just Q rating yes. than Ring of Honor ever was, right? Mm-hmm. So you elevate the brand, 
by also spitting on the brand and getting all of your AEW fans to say, that's not what Ring of Honor is supposed to be. I, I think that's what I was told. That's what I understand, <laughs> right? But it has to lead to a, a Ring of Honor having a televised show in one or two pay-per-view cycles. Like this, right? This is what it's leading to. I have to believe, right? You give it to Jericho. He puts a huge spotlight on the Ring of Honor title so that your opening show, you can have, say, Samoa Joe versus Jericho. Um, you know, Jericho is threatened to basically punch everybody in the stomach who's ever been a part of <laughs> Ring of Honor. And you presumably would have all of those people on that opening show. You're going to pop a huge rating, right? You're going to have Cesaro there. You're going to have uh, Daniel Wheeler, Bryan there. Daniel. Wheeler, you, yep. you, you'd uh, CM Punk. Um, yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> this show back up, Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like well, it, it's 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 almost similar to what they kind of did with Chris Jericho at the start of AEW. Mm-hmm. AEW was a new company, and you know they put he was the the first champion. Uh, he won at their first you know pay per view or not? Well, not technically the first pay per view. Because then you, you you had double or nothing, and then you had all out. No, but uh, he was he was he, the Atlas. You know, like you had your four yeah. pillars brewing, mm-hmm. but he was the Atlas for that company. I, I mean, you can debate it. I people, especially who don't like Jericho, I think would. Of course, but like Moxley was huge for those of us who were watching wrestling on the regular. Yes. but he but, wasn't the one whose shoulders that Tony Khan was putting the company on. Yeah, yeah. and he he has a 30-year legacy, so you're mm-hmm. able to get... Um, a lot of old fuckers are still the ones watching wrestling, right? Like, right. Ho- hopefully these things that are happening, these machinations, will get some younger people into the uh, the whole thing. Uh, maybe trickle into our morbidly unpopular podcast. We're hey. hoping the, a rising tide raises all ships, even morbidly unpopular ships. Well, I, I, I do think, and I, I can't remember if I said it to you guys or not, so, so let me know if I did. I do feel like eventually we're going to get Jericho versus, um, oh my God, uh, Daniel Garcia. I almost said yeah. Daniel Bryan. I'm like, no, wrong <laughs> Daniel, wrong Daniel, shit. Uh, and I think it's going to be kind of like a title unification because you got Jericho with the world uh, title. You have uh, Garcia with, was it the TV title? The TV title, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like it's only a matter of time before we see those two go head-to-head, perhaps at a Ring of Honor branded event. Um, and, and, of course, you have people you know talking about, you know, uh, you know what? What are they going to do with Ring of Honor? Is there going to be like a TV show? Um, it's my like I I have this is my hunch. I feel like there was perhaps a Ring of Honor show in the works, and then there was those shakeups at Warner Brothers, uh, which saw like all the crazy shit mm-hmm. happen with like HBO Max yep. and, and all 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 that weirdness. And so I think things might be a little bit in flux. And hopefully they'll get situated soon because I would like to see a proper Ring of Honor show. Then you can have kind of, you know, some of the like upper mid card, perhaps some of like the main event guys appear every now and again, you know, AEW folks on the Ring of Honor show because obviously, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. owned by the same guy. Right. Um, and there's and, just a ton of Ring of Honor guys on the AEW roster. There is. There is already. And I'm sure, you know, they'll, it'll be, you know, basically what NXT is for. You know, Raw and SmackDown, it'll be essentially like their feeder system, or at least this is kind of what I'm picturing in my head. And Dark Plus. If you will. Or, or like, I would like to see perhaps one of like the Dark shows maybe go in favor of a Ring of Honor show. And, uh, you know, we all, like I said, this is all speculation, but like this is 
kind of what I envision happening at some point. Could there be a TV thing involved? I would, you would, I'd love to see it. Mm. We'd all love to see it. Like Ring of Honor folks, like Ring of Honor fans would, would probably love to see that. I would like to see Ring of Honor get a TV deal, but I would, there is no, there is not enough time to watch it. <laughs> There's too much goddamn wrestling. I think it'll be on Tuesdays. It would have to be like, there would be, there would have to be like a pretty significant programming restructuring within AEW in order to kind of figure out like an ROH show. Like and I, I was just reading this morning that apparently last Friday's Rampage and Battle, Battle of the Belts was the lowest rated Battle of the Belts they have had. And Rampage didn't do gangbusters in the Friday. Battle of the Belts on Saturday? I can't remember if it was on Saturday or if it was literally right after Dynamite. It was right after. No, it was right after Rampage. Or and, I'm sorry, Rampage. And okay. so, yeah. like, they they have to figure out. The a week before that, Rampage was two hours because they were, I think, in New York. Three year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. three year anniversary. I'm just like, guys, I, more is more, but like, I don't want more. I my plate is full. I honestly don't watch Rampage almost ever. Really? Yeah. Wow. When it's an hour, I I, I never know when it's pre recorded or not. And I'm like, well, if it's pre recorded, then nothing interesting happened because I would have heard about it. Right. The one thing thing you need to know about Rampage last week is uh, Claudio did the giant swing on one of the members of Private Party while the other one was on his shoulders. It was very (laughs) cool. Oh, that's fun. It was very fun to watch. Another, that man is way stronger than a man with that frame should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I feel like they need to switch up the time slot because like maybe this is my age showing, but it's like it's at the end of the week. Yeah, give us Rampage at 7 p.m. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. Give us 7 p.m. fucking Rampage. Hell yeah. I, uh, I agree. If I'm going to be up at 11, I'm not going to be sitting in my house watching wrestling on a Friday night. If I'm going to be up at, at yeah. 11 on a Friday night, which is rare because oftentimes I'm up at six on Saturday packing cats. Right. Yeah, just give That's us some. Interest, out of context and not knowing what packing you're cats. Packing, packing cats. I'm you packing heard me, cats. Erica. <laughs> packing cats like Tetris. He's packing them up. I don't think that's what she was saying. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I you think uh, the cat, Chuck. Wait, you're a purveyor of filthy sex rumors. You know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Shawnee, how do you feel about Bubby after last night? I, I didn't see what happened. What okay. happened to Bubby? Did he lose? He did. Bye, Bubby. See you in Impact. <laughs> and he, he lost because uh, he came out and cut a promo saying he was going to be a fighting champion no matter what. And then Brock Lesnar came out and beat the shit out of him before the match. What? Are you serious? That's I'm what happened? Absolutely mm-hmm. serious. Okay, well, so that's interesting because I do think that a, a banger kind of... A, a Seamus... Uh, Gunther, yeah, a style match. After banger, after banger, banger. I never even met her. Uh, there was a sign. It was a sign. It was a sign on Raw. I'm sorry. I thought it was very funny. It's a funny sign. Um, I think that that's a great match. Let yeah. them go. Just you know, like, and again, no titles need to be involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like that's uh that's Saudi Arabia set up. Perfect. Like, pull the oh, fucking perfect. Go. Pull go the US title off him so that he can lose to Brock without having to lose the title at any and we get a banger of a match in overseas. And Seth Rollins is at peak Rollins. I've said it many times. I will continue to say it as long as I believe it to be true. Seth Rollins is at peak Rollins right now. Giving him a title makes things more fun. He's just such a dick. Give him a title. Fun. Okay, I'm going to say speaking of being a dick, I'm going to say something a little dickish, but brief uh uh, set up for it. 
Uh, there's been a big hubbub about Rollins's Twitter account going black mm-hmm. and Liv's Twitter account going black, like where like the the profile image and the cover image are just black. Okay. Um, and, and so it was right after they lost on Sunday. Right. So people are immediately, and by people I mean the boy, uh, are oh. immediately going like, They're oh, bo- oh, it's gotta be Bray. It's gotta be this. And it. They're both gonna be CM Punk. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm I'm a little annoyed at all of the people who have followed every single development involving the return of the fiend and has have used all of the red yarn in the world to connect the dots. Sure. And yet when you tell them, oh, you should really, you know, oh, this thing would have made sense if you watched BTE. Oh, I'm not watching BTE. Right. But you have the time to go over all of this little shit and come up with all your cork boards. God damn it. So, so yeah, that that's my little well, that's rant. A, that's, a, that's a legit complaint. Thank you. I was going to ask you I, guys. Uh, I tried to watch BTE, Erica. It wasn't on this week. No, it's it, it yeah, has well, been on. It, it, been it hasn't on been on in since, a minute. Yeah, now the uh, the elite have been canceled, including their their their. They're their, on their hiatus. Yeah, they're on hiatus. Yeah, I, I did want to ask you guys because since Sunday and since we got to see all of the Firefly Funhouse characters mm-hmm. like standing yes. in 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 new costumes, something like that, um, the, the the internet wrestling community has decided that Wyatt Six means that there is a faction of six characters between. The buzzard, the rabbits, Abby the witch, um, Husky, Husky Harris, Husker, yeah. the fiend, and then now Swamp Wizard Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out who's going to play all the characters with See, the masks. I don't think he's a Swamp and Wizard because he has that weird, like he's got the black mask phone mask. Beard and yeah, it looks like the mask in the black phone that the uh, Ethan oh Hawk yeah, wears. a little bit, a little bit, mm. yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, Wyatt Six seems to be an indication of a faction, although I guess it could just be the sixth incarnation of Bray Wyatt. I don't know. Right. I, I, I saw I'm that not, there were, I did see in the first hour and a half of Raw yesterday, they showed another QR code, and I was like, no, I continue to not. No. <laughs> I'm not looking no, this up. Unless I'm using a QR code to order booze, I'm not interested <laughs> in stopping the world and use it, pulling out my phone. Um, right. No, that's, that's me. Uh, I do love that Bray is back. I like I, I like that that thing is happening. Yeah. You know, like people who do I have the time will eventually tell me what it all meant. As you uh, were saying earlier that uh, they the wrestling wrestling is going to have to find ways for to to bring in the younger audience. I think that is a large way to be yeah. like, oh, let's incorporate the yeah. Internet and QR codes yeah. and, Smart, yeah. you know, make an ARG out of it and, mm-hmm. and, and get them involved. People that will pause it and then pull their phone out and be like, what does that mean? What does that mean? But yeah, I've, I've, I know Shawnee. I know you love factions. I love spoofy factions. bullshit. Uh, but I'm definitely of the, there are stories I want to see Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt wise, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I, 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 he doesn't need, he doesn't need a faction yet. He didn't even have a first program. He didn't need a faction yet. It, it's, um, I, I think people are just, I think people are just excited. I think people are just excited to see him back because I mean, he, he was away from the ring for a long time yeah. and you know, obviously he was kind of, it seemed as though he was dealing with some mental health stuff. And, sure. And, and he took really, Brody, he took Brody Lee's death very hard. Exactly. And so it, it, it seems like, okay, cool. Like he's, he's, he's kind of dealt with that. So he's in a better place mentally. And like, it's always nice to see people who work a very strenuous job. Like, look at, look at you. You're, you feel good about yourself. That's great. Right. I thought you were talking about me specifically. 
So you were looking at me when you were saying that. Well, I was I was engaging in conversation with right. you. That's what you do. You talk to to. I understand that, but I thought you were like, look at you, and you pointed at me, and you're like, you're doing great, and I'm like, oh, th-. no, she's talking about pretty wide. <laughs> Damn it. I think you, I mean, I think we're all doing great at this table. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we're all, hey, we're all, we're all above ground. It's true. Gotta have faith, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch the, uh, I did go back the morning after and pull up Extreme Rules yeah, and watch it again on my phone. Morning and then I watched it again. But like it's, it's, it's been a, a source of serotonin over the last like, what, 48 hours or 72 hours or something like that. Just watching the Bray Wyatt segment mm-hmm. of Extreme Rules. Again <laughs> I just think, I think it's so weird that this is, I, I will criticize you for the same thing I criticized Ju- Justin for. Like, you're like, I am so excited Bray Wyatt's back, but Fuck this faction shit. Like, you know, like, <laughs> if that's where this goes, then that's they can what, all burn in hell. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> like, what is going on that's here? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. But the reason I bring it up is because the thought had crossed my mind. Um, I wonder if he thought at all, like, when he heard that crowd roar, because that has to juice you oh, after not hearing God, it for yes. so long. Oh, has yeah, to yeah. Like, yeah. <gasps> That just to just knock the wind right out of you. And I wonder if he had the thought, man, I wish Brody was here for this. I would assume. But well, I don't yeah. know that Brody would have been there because. But I wish he was here to like <laughs> to experience to to experience this happening, and because he would be jazzed for me as well. Well, I, I feel even like- if we were in different companies doing different shit, like we'd be like, man, how cool is this? Yeah. Despite the toxicity of of fan bases, it seems like wrestlers themselves just kind of you know for the most part, want everyone when to they don't want to fight each other backstage. Exactly. They're, they're pretty cool with each other. Or bite people, you know, right. they, they, they just, they just want like everyone to, you know, do well. And, and it seems like everyone kind of knows everyone. And I don't know. Just, I gotta say it's been years and they don't interact all that often, but I get the impression Austin Creed and Kenny Omega get along fantastically. So if, <laughs> if you can't get along with Kenny Omega CM Punk, then I think that's your problem. Um, yeah. Well, I do know, the one thing I know for sure is that uh, the one person in the world who has never caused any of Phil's problems is Phil. Yeah. So it's probably uh, probably Kenny Omega, probably Austin Creed. That son of a bitch. Probably. Fuck the New Day. Ruining <laughs> Phil's life. Coming out of nowhere. With that trombone. Yes. There ain't no trombone and cult of personality. What the fuck are you guys doing over there? <laughs> Oh no, ska music. Um, <laughs> oh no, ska music. Title of that? <laughs> no, I've no. got two of them written out already. There's, nice. It, it, Shawnee's just, Shawnee has been providing banger after banger it's after a banger spooky tonight. Period bullshit. Period. Because <laughs> that's all I'm going to remember. By that's the time all you remember about this. Actually, yeah. post the episode. But so where uh, where do we think we're going here, guys? So our, so on a scale of one to ten, where are you on AEW? Where are you on WWE? Where are you on Impact Wrestling, Chuck? Uh, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'll start with the lowest rating. Impact Wrestling still has me at about a 2. Okay. Uh, I do love my girl Rosemary, but I can catch all the uh, I can catch all the highlights on Twitter, and that's all I need out of my life, really. Um, Raw and SmackDown um, probably got me at about a 7, mm. and that's probably up from a 5. Nice. With no, the I inclusion fair, of, yeah. of Bray Wyatt now, it's still... I'm still... I'm tuning in for 45 seconds, mm-hmm. um, so it does not have my attention until I hear a theme song or I hear a voice of, say, a Sami Zayn, and I'm like, ooh, what's going on over there? <laughs> but otherwise, no. When a wrestling match is going on for three segments, I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, my nose is in my phone or my, my 
the thing. So Raw and SmackDown, WWE's got me at a seven, and I'd have to say AEW has probably got me at a seven, which is down a little bit. Oh, interesting. And the only yeah. reason for that is because, as I said before, I'm only willing to dedicate so much time a week to watching wrestling. And if one show is becoming more entertaining, well, now I have less attention span for your show. I have to, mm. so it levels so, out. Uh, zero sum issues. Yeah. Erica. Uh, well, uh, you know, to be honest with you, like I I'd have to put like just non-applicable for, yeah, for that's impact. Fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, impact so, is only there for my benefits. <laughs> yeah, uh, WWE. Like I'm, I'm starting to warm up to it. I'm, I'm watching a, a few more clips here and there. So, like, I would say, like, I'm at like a five for them, considering I was probably at like a two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you know, because obviously, like, they've made some drastic and and welcome changes so you know if you keep giving me something decent to watch like i'll I'll tune in and and check out the things i want to see AEW, like obviously look i i will be open and honest like i am like you know a slappy for them and and like i i will be unabashed and will admit that i have a you know a, a bit of a bias towards them but like as of now i would say yeah i'm like at a seven um, and I, I think things, once we get through whatever legal rigmarole we're in the middle of with the elite and CM Punk, and hopefully it comes to an end soon, um, I can't wait to see those guys back because like, it's all elite wrestling. Yeah. They're kind of the reason seems, why this thing is a thing. Seems a little hollow. A little. <laughs> what if they change the name to less elite wrestling and, and <laughs> cut them all? I mean, doubtful. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, or, or you know, or just you know, maybe they're. I in my mind, I feel like I feel like I feel like Tony and is trying to figure out a way to buy out Punk and just you know call I it a day. I sort of assume that's how that'll shake out. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, it sure he may have to eat a lot of money in the end, but it, it might be worth it just for the just the better backstage vibe because it just seems like from what we know now, it's like as soon as he kind of came onto the scene, things just kind of slowly, slowly went downhill until, ah, yeah. <laughs> they still bit a guy. Started real high about a year ago exactly. Yeah. When CM Punk returned and then it just kind of slid downhill. Yeah. <laughs> One day he's like, oh, and I'm tired and I'm yeah. trying to eat this working, fucking muffin. I'm working with children. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. Uh, well, I mean, Shawnee, where you I would say I would say for WWE, I'm about a seven. Yeah. Um, I was very excited for this pay-per-view. I thought it was very promising, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, top to bottom. Uh, I was real. I'm, I'm really surprised by one of my longtime complaints for WWE is that uh, a a rivalry might drag on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Um, Honestly, I'm with the popular opinion that if you wanted to just have Sheamus, like if you just wanted to dedicate the Imperium to facing Sheamus and um, his goons until Sheamus retires, it probably would work. Yeah, it's it, it is a lot of fun. I am I'm, I'm sort of ready for Dominic to retire Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean he's still an effective worker. I just don't care where his story goes anymore. Yeah. But in terms, I've been watching all the pay-per-views all along. But now I, I am definitely more interested in what is going on. Much more invested. And, and for me, I mean, like I'm an eight or a nine for AEW. I'm a mark. I'm a slappy. Yeah. Um, 
I guess to go to a 10, it would require me to go, oh, shit, I can't miss the Friday show. I, yeah. You know, it would be dishonest of me to say I'm at a 10, but also I, I don't watch any of the Internet stuff or the Friday show. Right. But I mean, in terms of dynamite uh, pay-per-views, yeah, I'm I'm all here for it. So, yeah, pretty much if you give me Abaddon or Julia, Julia Hart on an on a AEW Dark, I'm going to find that match or Dan Housen. I'm going to yeah, find that smart. match. And I'm going to watch that match. Smart. But I'm not sticking around for your whole show on the Internet. On YouTube. <laughs> Stupid YouTube. YouTube. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it's it, like you said, it's just it's only so much more time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, before I was putting on uh, Raw for the first hour, s- sort of like, uh, I'll see if I enjoy it. And I yeah. generally did, but I just don't want to dedicate three hours. This, yeah. this week, I was like, oh, I love this first hour and a half. Still not watching the rest, <laughs> just because... I have to work at six in the morning, that and is, it's like you know that's just the way it is, man. Mm-hmm. That's the world. Like, yeah, yeah. We're you, adults, damn it. You shouldn't have spent the last five years making me hate your product. <laughs> it's fascinating that to me, I'm like, I've got this much amount of time, and I'm only I, I will squeeze my wrestling into it. For you, it's just like even if I'm having a good time, I stop here. <laughs> yeah. No, there's just a moment on Monday nights now where I'm like, I've got, I, I have to hit bed by a certain time, and like watching wrestling right up to that mark is yep. not where I'm at. Yeah. Um, so, so, say la vie, so it goes, so it goes. Where can people find you, Chuck? Oh, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash uh, uh, C-H-Z-U-C-K. That's where you can watch us record this show on Tuesday nights around uh, 6.30 and uh, where you can watch me uh, do some nerd radio Wednesday mornings around 11.30. Play some video games on there as well. And make sure you check out the One Fall Show YouTube page as well as uh, Limit Break Radio's Twitch Hey, uh, Brutal Fattery actually t- uh, rating us as we speak on Twitch with a party of four. Thank you, Brutal Fattery. Oh, I know him. Yeah, it's Shawnee from, uh, from Bathroom of the Future. Yes, hello. Um, y- yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you can uh, you can check us out, like I said, on uh, at the, the One Fall Show YouTube page. You can check us out Saturday afternoons at 4.30, Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream. That's where we do WWE 2K19, heavily modified. We commentate over it. We've drafted rosters. We've got our own characters in there. We have a grand old time, me and Nate and... Uh, and will having fun. Very good, very good. Erica, where can people find you? Where can the raiding party find you? <laughs> uh, well, the kids can Google me. Uh, you can also Erica mm, Bennis. Google yes, it. Yes, E R I C A B A N A S. It's like bananas, but is it? But it isn't. Um, or you could just go straight to the feature section on Wrestling Inc. You'll find a bunch of stuff there. Um, Twitter, Instagram at Erica underscore Bannis. That's 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 the gist. All right, all right. And I am Shawnee Constant. You can find me. Uh, I, I do run the One Fall Show Twitter uh, sporadically. Uh, you can find me there. You can find me on Instagram showing off pictures of my adorable pets. They are and, very uh, adorable. My waning garden as we approach the winter uh, on Shawnee.Constant uh, on Instagram. And uh, yeah, have fun, everybody. And be safe. Don't fall in the hole. Who is this? Who is this? One file show housing from Sean Housing. Yeah, it's Macomb County, produced a podcast of some hey, sort. Dan Housing must come on to this show. I never said that, Dan Housing. Who is this? Never said, that was not Who in the, is that was not in the letter. Knocked on Dan Housing's internet phone door to ask him to come on a podcast. Dan Housing does not know this. This is Anyways, love that Dan Housing, who knows? Fun fall show.
listen to this podcast. You've tricked Dan Ash into promoting your show. How dare you? You'll rue the day. Oh, glad that's Anyways, over. <laughs> Got him. Got some titles, Chuck? I do. Uh, one's a peach and the other's a cunt. <laughs> well, I <laughs> so think that uh, amazing. I don't think that one's good. I mean, I also censor that one. I also liked morbidly unpopular ships. <laughs> that, was, that was a good uh, analogy you had there. Morbidly unpopular ships. Or you could uh, title the episode, This Erica is Banas. B-A-N-A-S. Ah, I get it. <laughs> wow. Ah, hooray. <laughs> I'm glad I got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hit that timing perfectly. Yeah. Oh, you're one of those. So I have a random question that I'm sure you'll be able to answer. Actually, probably both of you. Who is Rob Liefeld? (laughs) I don't even know who that is. An absolutely abysmal comic book artist that got really famous in the early 90s and peaked at the age of 22. He uh, created the character Deadpool. Okay. That we now have movies of and will uh, take any opportunity to remind us all that he created that character, even though the character that we see in the movies, like... His version of Deadpool is not Ryan Reynolds. His version mm. of Deadpool was much less entertaining. I see. But after he left Marvel, about two or three years later, another writer came in and was like, what if we soften Deadpool a little bit and made him kind of lovable? <laughs> okay. And then everyone fell in love with him. So yeah, that's Rob Liefeld. Okay. It's a joke from uh, from Albeck. Because he knows, uh, I just dista- I have a distaste for Rob Liefeld, and, mm. and uh, the joke is that he cannot draw feet because most of the time when he draws somebody, he'll put like rocks or something in front of where the foot goes. Got it. Okay. So for Christmas last year, he registered Rob Liefeld feet, <laughs> which directs right to my Twitch. It's very nice as a prank. <laughs> yeah, got him. Totally got him. <laughs> 